Welcome to the DC Daily Drop, your one-stop shop for today's important news in DC movies, TV, and comics. Here are your hosts, Tom and Zach. Welcome to a Tuesday, December 13th edition of the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. Today we're going to be talking about big news on Aquaman casting, as well as Ben Affleck talking about Batman. So first up is the big news. Patrick Wilson has been cast to play Aquaman's half-brother, Orm. His evil half-brother. Well, we don't know that yet. <laughs> That's um, true. So, if you don't, I'm sure you know Patrick Wilson. If you don't, he's he was Night Owl in Watchmen, and he's done a, a bunch of stuff. And he's worked with James Wan, the director of Aquaman, quite a bit on the Insidious films and the Conjuring films. Mm-hmm. So, this is sort of a lot of people predicted this a long time ago. So, it's not shocking news, but here it is official. Yeah. Um, so, Orm is also. He also goes by Ocean Master. Uh, he kind of, depending on which continuity you're reading, he has sort of the same abilities as Aquaman. Sometimes he's Atlantean and he can breathe underwater, and sometimes he's just a guy and he has to wear a suit. Um, but he's always like the half-brother. Um, and in the New 52, at least, um, he is the king of Atlantis, and Arthur Curry is looking for Atlantis and basically has to overthrow him to get his rightful place um, as the king back. Right, and so what's interesting, when James Wan tweeted out the news, I think he put hashtag King Orm. Yeah. So I wonder if that's going to mean we're going to be getting him as the King of Atlantis at the start of the Aquaman film, at least. Yeah, that would be awesome. And, you know, he's already talked about how it's going to be like a swashbuckling adventure where they're searching for something a la Raiders of the Lost Ark. And so if that's what this is, if that's Arthur Curry is searching for Atlantis and trying to find the throne so he can defeat his brother... That sounds really, really interesting to me. Um, if they, I'm assuming they will go with the new 52 uh, origin of Orm because Jeff Johns is involved and Jeff Johns was largely responsible for that. If you want to get to know Orm a little bit better, I would suggest the Throne of Atlantis comic or the animated movie that was based off of that line. The, the comic was written by Jeff Johns and he you know, co-wrote the story with James Wan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't. Uh, I don't really think we'll be seeing Orm as the villain in the first film. I could be wrong, um, but I still think he's going to be. I, th- I still think Black Mana will be the villain, but we have no reason to go on that other than past rumors. Yeah. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me if Orm and Aquaman were sort of on the same side in the first film, and then he's revealed in an Aquaman two or something to be the villain. That would be pretty cool too. I think he's going to be the bad guy in this movie, but we'll see. I also think it wouldn't surprise me if, um, well, the the deadline story, they didn't say anything about him being the main villain, did they? No. So I think that's still open-ended, um, but it wouldn't surprise me if Orm could could even be a villain in like Justice League 2 um, if they adapted something similar to the Throne of Atlantis storyline where the surface dwellers will be fighting against the uh, the Atlanteans. Yeah. That wouldn't shock me or if they could save that for Aquaman 2 or something. But I guess we'll just wait and see when we get more information. What a day and age to live in that we were talking about Aquaman live-action sequels and possibly <laughs> an Aquaman villain being the main villain of a Justice League movie. That's just yeah. insane. That's pretty cool. Uh, Jeff Johns tweeted out something similar. He's like, you know, how cool is it? We've got Aquaman, Mira, and Orm cast now. Uh, right. That's pretty cool. So we've got, you know, Aquaman, Mira, Orm 
and Volko mm-hmm. so far for the Aquaman film. I would guess we'd be hearing more soon in the coming months. Yep. So everything I've heard so far about this movie is getting me really pumped for it. So this is definitely hyping me even more. So absolutely. Our next piece of news is uh, Ben Affleck sat down with New York Times. Um, Times Talk is what they called it. But it's basically right. just an interview about his, you know, his filmmaking process and his history. Yeah, um, it was really fun. It's about an hour long interview. If you're a fan of Ben Affleck, it's just a cool um, interview. He talks about his his past and kind of pokes fun at himself. And he's mm-hmm. just so smart and funny and in like a one-on-one situation like this. So it was pretty cool to see him talking. But yeah. we specifically got some Batman stuff. Yeah, and so obviously the interviewer is going to ask him about Batman. Um, and if you skip ahead to like 31, close to 32 minutes in, you'll get to uh, listen to that. Uh, but basically, uh, he asked him about Batman and uh, he had some interesting comments. He said, I wanted to do a movie like this, like a superhero movie, and get it right. I hated Daredevil. And that, you know, right. that makes the audience laugh. And, but he's like, <laughs> he did, yeah. He did give props to the Daredevil TV show. He said that he yeah, did some cool things on that. So. Uh, and then I think he said this elsewhere before, but it was funny to hear again. He said his his four year old basically is the reason he took it because his four four year old is like, if you can be Batman, you have to be Batman, and he right. still thinks he's Batman. <laughs> right. Uh, and then he had a, a pretty interesting um, long comment. I'll just go ahead and read it. But he said, "I'm a real believer in not reverse engineering projects to meet a window or a date, but rather when you get the right story, the right idea, the right thing, then you make the movie." That's what we're doing, and I'm hoping to get that done. I'm spending a lot of time working on that, but also working on other stuff. Uh, if I could, there's nothing I'd love more than to direct a standalone, iconic, great Batman movie, but it's been done. Chris Nolan did three really great movies. I'm really mindful of that, and I'm not in any hurry to jam the mediocre movies down the pipe. I really want to make sure if we do it, we get the great version and one that's worthy of the tradition of guys like Tim Burton, Chris Nolan, and Christian Bale. What do you think of all of that, Tom? Right, so this immediately, of course, worried some people. Oh no, maybe he's farther away from the Batman movie than we thought. I don't think this means anything. This is um, this is a cool story. I'm glad he's taking his time, but we know he's been doing that for a long time. And right. He's at least done some casting and some planning to make people believe they're going to be filming next year. Um, he's he said in the past, you know, we've talked about this. He's a one movie at a time kind of guy. Mm-hmm. I think he specifically means that when it comes to promoting a movie. So for the rest of this year, he only is going to be talking live by night and pretending nothing else exists. Um, Exactly. In the meantime, I'm sure every, all the work he's doing outside of that promotional stuff is working on the Batman, fine tuning the script and getting it ready. Yeah. And you know, these comments don't worry me. Like even if for some reason we don't even have an exact date for Batman coming out, but if for some reason they had to push it back farther than we thought it was going to come out, that doesn't worry me just because of, you know, his commitment to making sure that this is a really good movie. And Ben Affleck knows Batman more than most people know Batman and, you know, wants to do the right thing. Right. And I, I think I'm glad that they, you know, I, the fact that he wants to make it as good as he can is good. Right. Um, <laughs> I know everybody wants to see a movie right away, but I, I think it's commendable that he's willing to wait. He could have pumped one out there a while ago. He could have exactly. released one by now, I'm sure, and Warner Brothers would have been happy with it. But he's taking his time, and he wants to make sure it's right. Yeah. But this does sort of remind me of what we talked about with Army Hammer maybe being Dick Grayson, who could become Batman. Yeah. Because I, I just don't see Ben Affleck making a trilogy of Batman movies. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, he's just, he's, I mean, he talks in this interview about 
Uh, he's asked about running for office um, <laughs> and all sorts of things and political stuff. He's just got so much going on. I I don't know that he's going to have time. Maybe maybe he'll do the Christopher Nolan thing where he does one Batman movie, does another one, and goes back and forth. But uh, from everything we've seen, he's committed to being in these DC films, even in small parts, cameos. Mm-hmm. But I would just be surprised if we saw three movies where he's the leading actor and director. Yeah. Of course, the problem with that is I don't think he's going to want anybody else to direct a solo Batman movie. No. <laughs> um, but maybe if he took a sort of a that Alfred type of role like we talked about. Yeah. Okay, next up is some weird uh, news. Uh, due to a petition, uh, we talked a couple months ago, Wonder Woman was being named a UN ambassador. That's no longer the case. That's ending soon because of a petition. She was listed as an honorary ambassador for the empowerment of women and girls. This petition sort of cited her physical appearance to why she's unfit. Uh, what do you think of this, Zach? Yeah, basically their their reasoning was that she's over-sexualized, non-realistic, and white. And, first, well, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's kind of sad that I think what DC was hoping to do and what I think they are trying to do is make Wonder Woman a better female role model. Um, obviously, you can look at some of the older comics and see that she's probably a little over-sexualized, but I think they're trying to change that and make her a good female role model and um, woman superhero in her own right. And I don't think that's something that's specific to Wonder Woman or even um, no, comic books in general. I think any, every fictional character yeah. is drawn in sort of the artist idealized version that goes for Superman, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, everyone. Yeah. And I don't think, I don't know if they, they probably don't, haven't realized how like revolutionary Wonder Woman was in her time. Like the idea of a woman on her own who doesn't need a man who right. is saving men who's stronger than men like that idea was so revolutionary and crazy at its time which is why they picked her um as an ambassador of empowerment of women because she did that as a character right and i think this is just sort of i don't know this sort of bums me out if they if they wanted to argue that they didn't want a fictional character i could understand that in a role like this i wouldn't agree because i think there's value in fictional stories and parables and characters and things like that but i would understand but they're basically is saying they that she shouldn't represent empowerment of women because of how she looks right and i think that's one of the stand things that she stands for is that it doesn't matter how you look or or anything like that it's what you stand for and what you believe in not how you dress that matters right so, yeah, it is. it kind of bums me out that this happened. There's like a reverse petition to get her put back on, but that's I don't think that's going to happen. That's well, I've, I've never seen a peti- petition like this work before until this one, apparently. <laughs> apparently, the UN is the one place where if you want to do a petition, then it'll work, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm curious what other people think of this. Are we crazy? Are we out of line here? Um, yeah. Especially I'm- women or, or men. If you, if you got input, I'm curious what do you think on this? Yeah. Um, our last little piece of news today is that Suicide Squad releases today on home video, so you can get it on um, Blu-ray, DVD, wherever you get it. We we did a full review of the extended version earlier, and we'll have links to that in the show notes, so you can go and listen to that. Yep. Um, there's some bonus features that are going to be on the, the Blu-ray that 
I didn't get from buying the digital version. So I'm interested to to check those out. Right. Mine's in the, my copy's in the mail somewhere. So yeah. <laughs> uh, hopefully getting that soon. But yeah, well, if you want to hear our review, you can uh, listen to our review. That was, uh, it'll be listed in the show notes. Okay. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, please consider giving us a review on iTunes. Uh, thanks. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening, and make sure to check out DC Daily Drop on Twitter, Facebook, and dcdailydrop.com. Drop by tomorrow for more DC news.